welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody, where we are serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvement. I am Tito. Uh, tonight, Doc was not able to be with us, but we have our returning guest. I believe this is the fifth or sixth time. I'm starting to lose track, but welcome, Dragon Rider. Dawn, how are you? Hello, I am doing pretty well. And uh, yeah, I think this is six, seven, maybe if if we count the like Doctor Three crossover episode we did. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's but uh it's going well. Going well. I'm excited to be back. Thank you again for having me as a returning guest. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's 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 always good to talk fundamentals with somebody so good at them. Um what have you been doing inside Hearthstone this week? Or actually for the last few weeks, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last few weeks. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so inside of Hearthstone, uh, I have been uh, playing a bit of like ladder and practicing some battlegrounds. Um, but most of my time while I'm in the game actually has been going to competitive like matches. Uh, because I am playing in as as are you. We're both playing in the uh, the Battlegrounds World League on um, some different teams that's going on. So I've been playing um, most weeks for for that, and then I am also doing four different series uh, in THL in uh, Team Hearth League. So got like almost five matches that I play every. <laughs> Every week, so a lot of my time is definitely going to uh to playing those matches. And haven't we talked about overdoing things before? Um, <laughs> yes, consistently. Um, yes, um, I, I thought we were going to play each other this week. I think so. Our teams, I believe, will play each other this season. So looking forward to that. Uh, we just played Doc's team, Swagali, and we we took it with the very last match, which was nice. Um, but um, I have been uh, I played Edel this week actually. Um in THL in the match that we were, t- we were talking about. And I-, I had been practicing, like I mentioned, the, the dancing paladin that uh, she had been talking about in Coin Concede. And then I found out I was playing her. And then I was kind of debating, do I bring it? Do I not bring it? I brought it. Um, and the matchups, I, the matchup spread I had versus the deck she was bringing, I was under 50% all those matchups. But I ended up playing. I lost, but I lost two to three. And I saved the Paladin deck for last, and I, I I didn't I was not able to beat her with her own deck, which was kind of would have been a lot of fun and, and and enjoyable. But they were good series. It was fun. It's first time I've ever beat her, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, and right now I'm just trying to find the deck to climb with uh, to get to Legend before I play Twist. I I try to not let my I don't try to do other modes except for some battlegrounds until I hit the Legend and. Uh, we got up to about D3, but then we, we've kind of fallen off a little bit. So we're, we're, we're struggling to figure that out, but we'll, we'll get there. But how about outside of the game? What have you been up to? Oh gosh, it feels like a lot. Um, so I guess I'm going to start because I think this kind of leads into my other things. So you were like, we got to make sure we talk about the master's tour and the fact that I casted the last master's tour. Uh, so yes, that was, I, several weeks uh, ago at this point uh, as we're recording this. But yeah, I did cast the Summer Championship Masters Tour, uh, which was, it was awesome. I did cast uh, one day of a Masters Tour and I casted basically a 
one day of just the Americas Grandmasters, um, both of those back in 2021. So it's been quite a while, um, but I was very excited to be invited back to cast and I casted, you know, during the whole couple of days of the Masters Tour this time. Um, but it was it was awesome. And I was I just I love casting. I love getting to talk about the game, even doing you know, podcasts and getting to analyze stuff and break things down like we do for this is fantastic. So, you know, that was uh, a really great experience and it was it was cool to see that. Plus, I think in terms of like the meta and the decks that all of the players brought, it was a pretty like varied meta in terms of the the tournament um even though there was some crossover but even you know players who brought maybe three of the same deck their fourth deck was different and then they banned slightly differently and their card choices were slightly different so it was really cool to get to see that um and not just have like a, a tournament that kind of felt all, all the same like it wasn't all the same lineup it wasn't all just the same deck so um that felt pretty cool yeah, and there was some Naga Mage too, um, which was fun. Yeah, yeah. There there was a good mix of stuff. Um, and that was pretty interesting. That was it was really cool. It's some that's so hard to cast too. Like on some of the, the the turns where they just go, there's so much happening, too many cards are being played, too many like discover choices. It's so hard to cast those <laughs> turns. You're like, basically we just sit back and watch the player go because like you can't you can't keep up with what's going on. <laughs> you gotta work on your auctioneer skills. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna be. Able to uh, I see. That would actually be that would be pretty cool. That would be kind of a a, a fun, entertaining little thing. Maybe I should maybe I should try that. When uh, I gotta I gotta learn that skill. <laughs> that could at least be maybe like a, a YouTube where where you overcast something and and talk really fast with the with the auctioneer kind of pacing. Yeah. But you didn't just cast <laughs> you didn't just cast Master Store. You cast the finals. How how was it casting the final game that night? I did. I did cast the the actual like grand finals of the event. Um, it was it was pretty sweet. Uh, I I do want to just shout out and like thank the other casters there. Um, they kind of were the ones that were like we all kind of got to decide like who was gonna cast what and do all that and kind of create our own like rotation. Uh, and they gave me the opportunity to actually cast that that grand finals. Um, so. I'm really appreciative of that. And I, I was kind of hoping that uh, Pocket Train was going to win and not take second because uh, if he were to have won, we were ha we're going to do a, a winner's interview. Um, so that was unfortunate. You know, <laughs> it was like, oh, I didn't get to do an interview with him. Uh, but that's OK, because then I got to actually interview him um, on my other podcast. So it worked out. It worked out. Mm, um, very nice. But. Yeah. Um, but casting the finals was was kind of interesting because there was a lot of storylines that were happening, it felt like. So, you know, we we kind of had seen everything, the whole tournament. We had seen both of those players on stream a couple of times already. Um, and I think for for Gyu specifically, we really got to got to see like him play differently in some of the matches throughout the tournament. So, um that it was really cool. I got to, you know, cast a couple of those and just to see his demeanor and kind of how he played and his focus and, you know, kind of that change throughout the tournament was was really cool and to be able to to cast that and like have that storyline was was nice. 
yeah, it, it was a lot of fun to watch, and, and you did a fantastic job. So uh, I hope, hope they keep bringing you back and look forward to seeing you casting you. those in the future. I also look forward to doing our yeah. things again in the future, even if we've kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus from the fight nights. So we'll be back, and we'll, we'll have some fun yeah. with that. Yeah, but um, I, I will say, though, that, that that casting and the work that I put in to prepare for that was very exciting for me. Um, I know that sounds weird, like right, the preparing for it, but like <laughs> I spent the first, I spent like a full week and a half before that, just like literally taking a bunch of notes, preparing, like creating like charts for myself, all sorts of stuff. And then getting to cast and just share that knowledge got me very excited. And I love card games in general, not just Hearthstone. Um, so that has kind of led me to outside of Hearthstone also kind of wanting to like learn and focus on some other card games and how I might uh, approach maybe some notes and really like focus on learning and trying to cast some other card games in the future too, which uh, is very uh, kind of a, a big focus, I would say. Um, but I'm very excited. There's some card games that have been coming out like Disney Lorcana that has come out. I'm very excited to try to cast that. I recently also learned uh, that there is a Star Wars card game called Star Wars Unlimited that's going to be launching next year. It's going to be releasing next year. So, you know, I'm kind of taking these opportunities to like, hey, okay, I want to cast more. Um, and it's funny because one thing that you have in the notes that we're going to get to uh, relates to this. As well, it's it's all tied together. It's all tied together here, Tito. Uh, one goal that I set my for myself at the very beginning of this year was to cast another game that's not Hearthstone. I want to cast a, a second game. So this getting to cast the Masters Tour and kind of how I approached like note taking and you know a, my approach for learning in preparation for the master's tour has kind of kicked off this whole like i'm ready to dive into this in other card games too and and set myself up for that so that's been good but on the other hand i've also been dealing with yet again more like health issues and struggling and feeling sick and after the master's tour i was gonna take a day or two to rest and then the Masters Tour was also the same weekend that Disney Lorcana came out to local game stores. And I had been trying to find a store that had cards. And ultimately, it led to literally the day after the Masters Tour, I spent almost six hours driving to and from a store so I could <laughs> get some cards. And so then I kind of put off resting. And then my body was like, mm, no. And then right after that, I got... Uh, a sinus infection that I'm on some antibiotics for. So it's just, it's been the, it's been a roller coaster of the last few weeks. I'll say that. That's fair. And yeah, it's, you definitely have to work that rest and you have to listen to your body. And, and sometimes you just can't and uh, like things conflict, but no, that that's exciting. Yeah. And it was great to see you there. Um, my time uh, this weekend was Labor Day weekend, and I spent time with my family. We went to the beach. Uh, my son had his first soccer practice. Um, me, my oldest son, and my youngest son, we beat the Elder Dragon. Uh, Ender Dragon, sorry. Ender Dragon for the first time together at, in Minecraft. So that was like a big moment for my nine-year-old. He was super excited. And he's 
and playing with his big brother who is um they, they typically haven't had a uh a peek behind the curtain a, a great relationship because my oldest son is autistic and having a much younger kid was it it was difficult and now now that we've been able to bond through minecraft they're starting to play together a little bit and, and interact a little bit more and, and be able to have conversations and and it's been kind of nice um Besides, so, so, you know, just basic weekend things. I did have a weird moment today, and this was really weird for me. Um, it probably isn't going to hit anybody else the way it hits me, but so I, I picked up my kid who had uh, his first day of fourth grade today. And he was telling me about um, there's a girl, Veronica, in his class, and it's not the same Veronica that's in his Taekwondo class. So, of course, I get the Elvis Costello song, Veronica, stuck in my head. Within 30 seconds, I get a text from my friend Peter who says uh, that he has been listening to Elvis Costello and it's, he thinks it's kind of the poor man's version of Joe Jackson. But the fact that I had a Elvis Costello pop into my head for this very reason and then all of a sudden somebody texts me about Elvis Costello, it, it just blew my mind as like th that is not coincidence. It's coincidence, but like how does that happen? And I don't know, it, it just kind of freaked me out, like in a good way. It's just kind of weird. But anyway, Dawn, I think I'm getting a little hungry. I think it's time for um, some appetizers here. Now, normally when we have a guest on, we do an interview. We're not going to interview Dawn every time, every time we have her on because you know who she is. You know Dragon Rider. You know where she comes from. You know she's on Doctor 3. You know she's on the TCC Roundtable. You know she is the head of Amber Flight Gaming. You know you know what she does. So uh, instead, we're going to add kind of an additional subtopic today. So our main topic today is the mental game and more about like how you control your emotions and how to deal with tilt and how to recognize things. Um, so we'll get into that afterwards. But um, we are coming up on a year of doing this podcast, which is kind of, I've been I've been cre creating content for about a year now and uh I think it's on the 17th will be a year since we posted our first episode I'm very excited about that. Uh, so in our first episode we talked about um setting goals and I figured we could kind of revisit the subject here a little bit not necessarily about how to set your goals but kind of the results of setting goals because it's one thing to say hey i want to do this but what happens when you accomplish that what happens if you don't accomplish that um how important is so um let's start here don what are your current in-game hearthstone go goals yeah uh i think currently my in-game hearthstone goals is kind of just to um really kind of just focus on leveling up my game uh, and that means for me the kind of competitive aspect uh, as i mentioned earlier right i'm playing in it's like a, a battlegrounds team thing i'm playing in four different series for thl every week uh so for me it's it's not just about like playing games it's more about focusing on how i'm learning how i'm approaching games um, and that kind of focus which um is not really related to like rank or climbing or anything like that. So it's kind of interesting to, to approach the game that way. All right. Fair. 
Now, for me, when I started doing this, I want to become a higher legend player. I, I, for, the, for the longest time, uh, legend was the goal. And I get there, and then a lot of people tend to play scared. I was one of those. So instead of testing my metal and trying to improve, I would do things like I would start playing meme decks because I can relax now. I can take the pedal off the, my, my foot off the pedal because I've made it to legend. Then I decided I want to take a little bit more seriously. And I've had middling success on that. And I had I've had I did hit eleven stars once, and that was when I was really into the Shadow Priest and when it was really good and, and I knew that deck inside and out. And it's it's I want to be a player that I'm playing I want to see the names of people that I'm playing and and it's actually people that I recognize sometimes from the communities that I am in and say, Oh, I get to play against this person or that person. And it does happen occasionally, but it's not anymore. So my main goal is to just kind of become a better player. But there's auxiliary goals from that because I, I am trying to do content. I do some YouTube a little bit. I do some streaming. I do whatever. And in order to increase numbers, you have to be entertaining. You have to have people want to watch you for your reason. But one good draw to get people in the door, it doesn't matter how entertaining you are. If nobody is there watching, it doesn't matter. So you do also have to find ways to get people into your stream. And one way to get people into your stream is when you have a lower number in Legend, is when you are playing people that have names and, and, and you can post, hey, I, I played this person, or or they can see in your stream, they log into your stream and, oh, you're playing Brian Kibler, or you're playing, you know, Meaty or whoever it might be, whatever, World 8. Uh, and it's one of those things where it it, it feed, each, each can feed the other. So that's kind of my secondary goal. And it's not as important as first goal. My first goal is I want to just have fun, but increase the my level of play because winning is fun. And that's what I want to do. So, Dawn, how do you plan on achieving the goals that you have set? So this is the trickiest part, I think, especially when you have a goal very much like you and I do, where it's kind of a very broad goal, right? I'll just say, I want to improve. That is such a vague goal that it's really hard to measure how you actually like achieve that. So for me, uh, my kind of breakdown of that is, you know, is I want to say like, oh, I'm becoming, you know, become a better player or like focus on my um, competitive matches. Uh, so what I have kind of done and taken this approach is each week I have decided I want to focus on a different aspect. So and, and I think we, that we've even talked about this in some of the episodes that I've been on before. Right. In terms of like getting better and learning decks or, you know, improving certain things. Um, so, for example, like last week, I said, hey, Warrior has kind of gotten popular. There's both kind of Control Warrior that it picked up and Enrage Warrior was somewhat popular. And I just said, I want to play some more Warrior and get a little bit more comfortable playing Warrior, playing the Warrior decks. And that was my focus. This week, my focus is uh, looking more at the decks after the the patch that hit last week. Um because, you know, last week, again, I've been dealing with all like my health issues and stuff. So I haven't been as tuned in as I usually am. Um, so this week is like, okay, focusing on the top couple of decks after the patch. 
um, you know, one of the weeks was more so just uh, like it was already a kind of settled meta. I had already played a lot. So that week was more so just looking at uh, feeling confident in my lineup that I was bringing for, for the series. Um, so for me, I plan on achieving the goal that I set by breaking it into smaller parts and then setting like those smaller parts have to be something that I can tangibly say, yes, I completed that or no, I didn't complete that. Um, because if I keep having all of the parts too vague and not actually something that I can say like, yes, I did accomplish that, then it's just going to be the same thing, right? Like, I'm not actually, where, where do you end? Like, you have to have some way of like saying, okay, this is where I can actually feel like I did achieve that or not. Uh, so that has kind of been my focus lately. That's fair. How about you, Tito? Um, so it's, it's, it's different in, in the goals that I had in the past because like I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to become a, before it was just about winning and, and trying to get get higher numbers and and I don't get, getting as much as I want to get those higher numbers. I don't want to just you know have I had the success with the, the the priest, but that was a very contained environment. I want to get to a place where I can play any deck that is good on the the meta, and I can play any deck that maybe is tier two or tier three or or made up and and have more success as a hearthstone player where i am able to deck knowledge is one thing meta knowledge is one thing but where i can just better make better decisions no matter what and and just be a better hearthstone player and that's hard to objectify because you want to put a number in front of it's easy to put a number in front of things have like hey i want like i i have a goal this month a soft goal of, Hey, I want to try to break top 2000, you know, and, and, and get there. Um, but then I, then it's been difficult to even get to legend this month. So then it becomes, well, sometimes the goals that you have and the difficulty achieving those can kind of have a, almost a, a feedback loop of, of, well, do I, am, am, am I as good as I thought I was like, or am I not as good? And if I'm not as good, why, why am I, why am I not, this deck is supposed to be 60% win rate. Why am I playing it at a 40 or why am I a 45 or why can't I figure it out? So, um, it's different from there where I want to, um, it, it my goals may not have that end point. Like you were talking about where I, I can point and say, okay, now I am better, but, I should be able to see it like most most people that consistently get to a high level legend, whether it's eleven stars or ten stars, they the climb isn't really a thing. It's just kind of a um a stepping stone to get to, you know, the next part of the game and it doesn't even really matter. And that's where I need to get to. And that's kind of my goal. So um so I am adjusting my expectations because again, I'm I, as much as I want to achieve those lower numbers and all that, I just want to be a better Hearthstone player. And instead of worrying about the end goal, I try to focus on just each game at a time and playing better in the moment because it doesn't matter what the aggregate of everything is. If you look at one game at a time, and I know that's cliche, but um, 
don't worry about, hey, I've lost the last four games as I'm trying to learn a new deck or whatever like that. Focus on, hey, um, I made good decisions here. Uh, maybe I lost, maybe I won, but I, I, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? And how can I make, do it better and more consistently? So that's kind of where I'm at. So we touched on this a little bit, but um, when you either fail or struggle to achieve your goals in the game you set for yourself, how does it make you feel about yourself and your relationship to the game? Uh, well, I am going to be completely and brutally honest here. That is something that honestly, like over the years, that has been my biggest goal <laughs> is to not let that bother me um, because I do set goals for myself and I do tend to also set very high goals for myself, big goals. And sometimes I probably set my expectations and my goals a little bit too high. And I, I don't kind of create that like sub goal, right? Or like the breakdown that I was talking about uh, for myself. So then it it's almost like I'm setting myself up for failure. And very much in the past, I have let it affect me very, very negatively. Uh, like literally to the point where I will say, I can't even hit legend I am a terrible person. Nobody likes me. Like it, it just spirals. Like literally it has defined how I feel about myself as a person because I didn't hit a certain goal or a certain rank or, or that. And, you know, then it, then it starts turning into, oh, now I feel bad because I feel that way. And that just makes it worse, right? That it's like a spiral. The guilt kicks in for feeling that. Um, so in the past, it, it's definitely um, made me feel absolutely terrible about myself. And there have been times where I thought, yeah, I am bad at this game. I shouldn't even be playing this. Why am I, why am I doing this? Why am I playing this game? Um, and I had to realize that it was a kind of combination of putting very high expectations on myself and also the way that I was kind of setting goals for myself and looking at things and I was not breaking them down into achievable you know smaller parts where I could feel like hey even if I didn't hit like the big goal I got partway there and like I still feel good about getting partway there right um so definitely that that has impacted me and I think over time I have definitely worked on that um I have also been kind of stubborn, I guess, in terms of I just want to keep playing the game. And like, so it's it's almost just been like a I will make it work no matter what kind of thing. Uh, so relationship to the game uh, maybe has been very like hard headed, I guess. And some of that will lead into our main topic. But um, yes. so and 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 for me, I I am very competitive, but I'm also I used to play pickup basketball and you could play basketball and you're playing with your friends and you could practically come the blows when like, you know, you get fouled hard or something like that and you're ready to fight. But when the game's over, the game's over and, and things are like it, that, that's left, you know, a day the, ne the next day or the next time it, it is no big deal. It's just a thing for me. Hearthstone's a lot like that. Whereas like when I'm playing, I want to play and, and do the hit my goals and and just win and improve and and see lines better and make better decisions 
but when I'm done with the game for the day or when I'm doing other things, it's not, it doesn't weigh on me. Like it, it kind of, now in your case, um, you also are making content as a career or as a job or however you want to call it sometimes. And that also adds weight to those, those goals and those feelings of frustration. Cause it's, you want to produce good content and good content in your mind is probably winning and, and, that becomes frustrating. Now for me, like I, I sometimes like, while I don't carry the weight outside of playing really, it does tend to weigh on me a little bit where I am a podcast host about getting better at Hearthstone. I am a streamer, a small streamer. I'm a hobby streamer. I'm not trying to make a living out of it or anything like that or, but it's, I have fun. But when I'm struggling, like when I like right this week, when I'm having a hard time just hitting legend where I should, I, feel like I should be able to get to legend without a problem. That's where it kind of weighs on me as like, well, I'm kind of a fraud sometimes. And like, am I a fraud? Am I not good at this game? Like, should I even be doing some of the stuff? And then it's like, well, no, yes, you should. You're, you put the effort in, you put the work in, um, you have struggles, but, um, you know, the people come watch. We've actually had some pretty good increasing numbers on our, our people are listening to us a little bit more. So we appreciate all you new listeners out there. Um, but, it's easy to get in your own head about these things. So would you say that um, setting goals helps or hurts your Hearthstone enjoyment? So we know, we know that we've, we've had some negativity there, but we're still setting goals. So should we be setting goals or like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think in general, that is definitely going to vary like person to person, right? And just depending on, what you kind of want out of the game if you just want to play and have fun and play whatever you want like that's your goal then right your goal is just fun and winning or losing may not matter whatever deck you're playing may not matter if your goal is to try to improve with building your own decks there's pl plenty of like off meta content creators and different things like that right that's their goal um and then there's people who want to hit legend and hit that high legend uh, that want to compete. Um, that's definitely more so like where I fit. Um, but I, I think overall setting goals, not even just for Hearthstone, uh, Hearthstone definitely fits in that. But for me, I'm just having goals is very important to me um, for everything, right? Just because it gives me something to push for, something to strive for, something to focus on. Um, because without that, I just don't really have direction. And I just kind of either don't do anything or, you know, I, I just end up feeling like I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting a day. I'm wasting, you know, like, what am I even doing? Right. I'm just kind of like floating along in life or whatever. So for me, definitely having goals um, helps a lot with with anything. Um, and I think also it's important to recognize that goals can change and that that is perfectly fine and also often necessary. Uh, that's definitely been my goal. Um, you know, my, my goals have changed over time, right? At first it was like, I want to reach this certain level. And then it, it kind of got to the point of like, okay, I just want to general improve. And you know, then it, there's goals of like, I want to cast. Well, maybe I don't have to be, top 10 legend like the people that are playing in the tournament i'm casting but my goal is i want to you know 
kind of learn from those players so that I can talk about the game, right? Like it, there, there is a difference there, but I think overall, like having a goal, having a kind of direction is very good. And for me, it has, it's, it, it has helped. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I need something to chase and whether it's something very, a soft goal or something more concrete, depending if, if like we, I talked about this a little bit last week, but, Minecraft aside, because there's things that I target and do, and I don't know why I, I play that and have fun with it, but most of the games that are sandbox games, like without goals, it's like uh, Sea of Thieves or whatever it's called. It's like, well, what's the goal? What's 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 my end? What, what's the direction I'm supposed to go? It's like, well, you just go do things. Like, well, oh, yeah, no. Um, I I want to chase things. I want to achieve goals. Like I remember hitting Legend for the first time, which was. It took me a lot longer than most people. It took me, like I said, I played and playing since vanilla or or beta, whatever you want to call it, and um, open beta. And I got my first legend when we had Dragon Hunter with uh, Rottenest Drakes and, and all that. So whatever whatever meta that was, it was definitely well after um, a couple years. So I was proud. It, it took me a while and. I have now, I don't know how long, how many times I've hit legend. Uh, I haven't been able to keep track like blister guy, but uh, it's been, I've only missed it once. And I think I missed it December in the last, maybe like 18 months, 19 months, something like that. So I feel like I belong there. And that's where the, the frustration comes in when I don't hit that goal faster. But um, do you have any final advice for people on the topic of setting goals in the game of Hearthstone? Or any game, really, I guess. Um, yeah, um, I guess this kind of ties into what, what I was just saying before. But um, no, first of all, goals are very personal. So if you have a different goal than somebody else, that is perfectly okay. Um, so my first piece of advice is focus on the things that you want, whether other people tell you that you can get there or not. It's, it's what you want and what you're focusing on. It's, it's your goal. It's not their goal, right? So you focus on the things that you want to achieve or you want to focus on uh, to make your goals and um, then be flexible with them in terms of where you are at in terms of like life or health or you know, whatever it is that you might be dealing with um, and creating sub goals and like breaking your goals down into smaller and smaller, more obtainable pieces is over the long run uh, going to help a lot in being able to achieve your goals. hundred percent agree. It, it's with, especially with gaming goals. Remember the, the first off, remember it is a game. We are setting goals in a game. If it is affecting your outside life, reevaluate your goals. It should not be affecting things outside of the game it's it's not healthy and and obviously to each their own but if 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 you are finding that your lack of success in hitting your goals in a game is causing you problems outside of that take a step back and look at that um now one thing we we just talked about is be ready to reevaluate those goals like let's say uh you set yourself a goal of hitting legend this month and you never have and you don't achieve it well, you can take a look. Well, did I have enough time to play? No, I only had a few hours. Or maybe 
Um, I didn't have, I only had four stars and I was trying to climb from four stars or whatever it might be. Well then take a look and, and don't, don't assume that because you didn't hit your goal that you failed, there may not have been a pathway to success at that point. So say, well, you know, I made it to diamond 10. So next month, my goal will be, I want to readjust instead of trying to hit legend. I'm just going to try to hit diamond five and get there. And, and, and reevaluate, Hey, what, what did I have time for? What, and how did I work on it? And maybe even the goal is still achievable. Maybe don't change the goal, change the approach. Well, I didn't make legend. Well, how many different decks did you play? I played 37 decks each time. And well, you're not going to have consistency there because you keep chasing a different shiny squirrel. So try to focus on maybe a couple decks or one deck or two decks um, there are ways to do it. Talk to, talk to email us, talk to people in forums and, and on discord. There are so many great resources in the coin concede discord, vicious syndicate. Uh, and there's so, there's so many good resources out there and podcasts that can help. And like, I listen to the VS report every week and that's just a great, whether or not you necessarily take everything Zach says with, um, you know, as, as fact, some people do, some people don't, but, um, it definitely gives you an idea of what the meta looks right now. So if you're saying, I can't figure out why I'm not winning. And then you, you listen to something like that and they say, oh yeah, well, drum druid happens to have a bad matchup against warrior and warrior is all over the meta right now. So maybe try something else. And then maybe something will click for you saying, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Use statistics, use things, but that's kind of a tangent. Just look at your goals and evaluate them, reevaluate them. And, and it is healthy to, if you don't achieve something, it doesn't mean you failed. It means you, maybe you need to just change the target that you are setting. This was a lot, but yeah. this would normally be our main topic, but uh, we still have a whole nother main topic and I'm, I'm getting a little hungry for dinner. What do you think, Don? That's all right. Let's do it. So, Normally when we have uh, Dragon Rider on, and I know I keep switching back from Dragon Rider to Dawn, I hope we kind of can deal with the continuality there. Um, I Normally I reach out and say, hey, you ready to be on the show again? What's the topic? Because we've been doing these building blocks, and I think we're about ready to get on to intermediate kind of steps, and that'll be coming soon. But um, one thing that she has suggested this week was talking about kind of the tilt, tilt and mental handling of emotions when playing the game which was funny to me because i had just received a text from listener uh Chrisley bear and let me read that to you right now it says hi i'm a fan of bread and butter and i like your approach to serve the basics for hearthstone i'm a psychologist from germany and often think about the quote right quote mentally for climbing the right mentally mentality for climbing the ladder. For example, how it affects emotional stress. A competitive game like Carson can cause the ability of systematic thinking. And of course the results, how do I realize the stress soon enough? And how do I deal with it? The problem of being tilted. So the fact that this is something, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show, but the fact that this was kind of, this is almost like the whole Veronica thing again. It just happened to be perfect timing, kismet, whatever you want to call it. So, um, Dawn, take it away. Let's talk about some tilt. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just a quick overview 
what I kind of want to talk about here. There's there's some different things. So I'm going to start with talking about kind of what tilt is and some different forms of tilt. Uh, then we'll kind of talk about how tilt can impact your play. Then we'll look at how you can maybe identify some of those, the the tilt or some of those emotions. And then we'll move into like strategies on focusing on learning and improvement or, or dealing with some of that, that tilt or emotions. So the first thing that I want to talk about is what is tilt and some different forms of tilt. Uh, now, one resource that I absolutely love that I go back to over and over and over again is a book called The Mental Game of Poker. Uh, it's by Jared Tendler. If anybody has not heard of this book, uh, definitely recommend it. You can find it you know, all over, whether you're buying a physical copy or getting it online, uh, anything like that. But uh, and there's actually a second mental game of poker at this point now. Uh, and Jared Tendler has also moved into writing like the mental game of trading and, and some other stuff. But it, it's kind of all based on the same theories. And in the book, he actually talks about seven different types of tilt, which is fascinating, right? Because I think in general, when people hear the word tilt or they say I'm tilted, usually it's just like anger, right? I'm, I'm mad. Things aren't going well. And they kind of group it all together. But there are multiple forms of tilt. So I'm just going to read these kind of different, uh, the seven different types of tilt that Jared Tendler has in this book. Uh, that is running bad. So like uh, a lot of, you know, bad, bad luck, bad RNG, a lot of that kind of all together. Uh, you have injustice tilt. So maybe your opponent top decks the one in 17 that they need for lethal. And yeah, you're like, hmm, that sucks. My opponent just got that, right? That's unfair. Uh, there is hate losing tilt when you are literally so focused on wanting to win, right? You're like, I cannot lose. And that's not necessarily the problem in itself, but the problem is how you handle when you lose. And a lot of this is kind of your reaction to these things. Um, there's also mistake tilt. I definitely have felt that in the past where you get so mad at yourself basically for making any little <laughs> mistake. You're like, oh, I made this one mistake in this game. I'm a terrible player. Shouldn't be doing this or whatever. Yeah, that, that's a form of tilt. Uh, on the other side though, maybe entitlement tilt. So I have gotten legend the last... 24 months in a row. I am a legend player. I deserve to get there. I cannot believe that I am losing. I need to be winning. I am a better player than these people. Now yeah, that's a form of tilt. It absolutely is. Even though it's not maybe getting mad at the RNG or bad RNG, right? It's kind of the other side. You're like, I, I deserve to have this or in kind of in that same vein, maybe you're doing really well, right? You win a whole bunch. You're like, I deserve to keep winning. Then, sorry. I think your dog is tilted. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a motorcycle outside. Uh, then there is revenge tilt, which he describes as like disrespect or constant aggressive action. Opponents thinking they're better than you are. Yeah, just, you know, like, oh, okay. Like, oh, or maybe it's, 
oh, well, that last opponent just beat me and they were a terrible player. I can't believe that. So like, I'm just going to beat up on this next person and revenge tilt. And then there's also desperation tilt Um, in terms of poker. That's like the urge to win your money back. Right. But in, in Hearthstone, that could be uh, stars. You can relate that. Right. You're like, oh, well, I was. Uh, I I hear this kind of thing a lot. Well, I was diamond three or I was diamond two or I was diamond one. I was almost legend. And now I'm all the way back to, to diamond five and I have to keep playing. I have to, I have to get those stars back. I have to get that rank back. Or it, if you're in legend, right? Like, and you, you drop some rank. Oh, I gotta, I gotta get that rank back. And that's a form of tilt because you're so focused on the, the aspect of that rank, that possession, right? Instead of focusing on the play itself uh, of each game. So that is, that's what tilt is and some different forms of tilt. And I, I'm, I would be curious to see how many of you kind of realized that there are different forms of tilt rather than just like the angry, like, oh, I'm mad because uh, (laughs) bad RNG. I don't know how you have heard of this before, right, Tito, uh, of this this book, Mental Game of Poker? Yeah, I've heard of the book and it's kind of funny. I've never read it and I didn't realize how many different kinds of tilt there were. Uh, But I will say just... uh, probably a month or two ago, I went on a, a super losing streak that day and I had posted like it was, it was comically bad. Like I was like two and 22 or something stupid, but I wasn't upset. I was, I was just playing the games and I was kind of like, all right, well I lost. And, and like, I didn't feel tilted, but I, I had posted that like the people a bit were like, why are you still playing right now? Take a break, step away. I'm like, well, I'm not upset. It's like, yeah, but you're still tilted. Like, you may not feel tilted, but like clearly something is not right because even just bad variants would, would never get you to that point, really. And I wasn't playing. I wasn't like that yeah. will happen if you're playing like, hey, I'm trying to make this weird deck work or I'm trying like I'm not talking like if, if you're trying to make something weird happen or uh, you're trying to build a deck, that's one thing. But when like you're playing meta decks and you're just losing and, you know, even if you don't feel angry, like. If you, if you're going on a little bit of a losing streak, it's hard to do if you like you're streaming or something like that. But um, even if you are, try to change something up. Like take a step away, get a drink of water, stretch, um, and, and recognize that maybe even if you don't feel angry, that you are tilted. But um, yeah, yeah, so so yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So so how does yeah. tilt affect your play, Don? Uh, well, as as you mentioned, I mean you can even be tilted sometimes without realizing you're tilted. And then that does start to impact your play. And sometimes it impacts your play without you realizing it, which is the most tricky thing that can happen. Absolutely. But you know, if, if you are obviously, if you're kind of the, I will say the typical quote unquote, typical tilt, right. That people kind of accustom customly think of when they think of tilt right like anger oh this is going so badly um then obviously your your emotions are kind of in control and you're probably just gonna start playing cards without really thinking through the plays or maybe you're just gonna say oh i just need to play this thing i just need to play the the biggest thing and then all of a sudden you're like oh now of course my opponent has the clear and now my big thing is gone. And then it just, it kind of 
leads into more errors, more of that. And you're kind of just repeating the same thing. So what ends up happening is you, you let these, these thoughts disrupt your, your focus and you're looking at the plays without the attached emotion, right? So you start to play with your emotions as the first like barrier instead of letting your thinking and the process of how you want to play impact your play. It's kind of like if you are playing in your little, maybe you've lost a few games and you're like, well, I'm just going to play these cards up, but of course they're going to have brawl. And then they have brawl and you're like, yeah, see, instead of saying, well, if they have brawl, maybe I should play something different. Maybe I should try to think about how I play around it. And, and so, yeah, there's definitely different levels there. If you, if you really think about it. Yeah. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, it can, even if you're on the other side, right? Like if you've gone on a huge win streak, that can impact your play. I have definitely been there. And that was also before I even, you know, had read the the mental game of poker, like heard about it. Uh, years, several years back, uh, Jared Tendler was actually a guest on the Coin Can See podcast. And that episode is still one of my absolute favorite episodes of a card game podcast ever. Like definitely recommend going and listening to that um, because the these concepts it doesn't matter what kind of meta it is, right? It doesn't matter if you're playing an aggro deck or control deck. It doesn't matter what cards are popular, what decks are popular. These concepts transcend all of that, right? Uh, So you can apply these concepts and these ideas no matter what the meta is, no matter what deck you're playing. And I will say that I I have a story. Um, There was... The month that I was first trying to push Legend, and I, like you, had had played since open beta. So I was playing in, like, January of 2014, right? I didn't hit Legend for the first time until several years into the game when I had really been, like, focusing on it, pushing. I, you know, reached out for coachings, all sorts of stuff. And it was in a Murloc Paladin meta. And I'd been just playing a ton of Murloc Paladin. And literally in the same month that I hit Legend for the first time, I had a day that I had an 8% win rate, according to my deck tracker. And yes, single digit, 8, not 18, not 28%, 8% win rate. So clearly, as you, <laughs> as you had said, right, that that's a little bit more than just like bad RNG, right? Like my opponents were not getting that lucky. I was clearly tilted and was not realizing it. So I had an eight per- because I just kept playing, right? I'm like, oh, well, this is just bad. I'll just, I'll, obviously I just need to keep playing games and I'll get through this bad luck, right? That, <laughs> that was my thought. Like, I'll just keep jamming game. Eventually the bad luck will end and I'll just start winning. But in doing, how many times do you just pick up a new deck and you start off like eight and one and then you look up and you're like, I'm 20 and 20 or 20 and 24. You're like, what the heck just happened? Like, I thought I had this deck Mm -hmm. figured out. I thought I found the deck and it just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And it's like I said, it's so easy to all of a sudden. Yeah. You look at that and you're like, what happened? I don't even know what happened. 
or then you just start thinking, oh, well, it was just man, every game my opponents got really lucky or the RNG or uh, all of my, you know, all of those games, my draws were just terrible and I couldn't do anything. But, you know, that's it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in some games. Variance is definitely in, in impacting. But you know, I, I'm going to say that all of this, whether you realize it or not, can absolutely impact your play. And this is where we start getting into the, okay, well, if it is impacting, how can you start to identify that you are, you know, dealing with this and start to identify where you're kind of hitting those, those tilt issues. Um, so I'll say for me, uh, one, one really strong indicator for me that I have learned over time is that typically I don't even pay attention to when my opponent uses an emote. If my opponent is like roping or if they're saying something and they're like, you know, whatever, uh, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. Like repeatedly, most of the time I completely ignore it. I don't like, I'm not even looking at their portrait because I'm so focused on like, okay, here's my hand. Here's what's going on in the game. I, you know, I'm thinking about my play. I'm thinking about what they want to do. I'm thinking about cards in my deck. But I have noticed, I have, when, when I start going, oh, sh shut up, shut up. And I just start like squelching them and I start getting irritated that they're emoting. That's when I know I am tilted because normally it doesn't bother me. So my first, uh, my first piece of advice is try to identify your kind of base. So like identify, hey, if I'm playing well or if I really feel focused, maybe write down how you think you play or things that if other people bring it up because that that's happened to me, right? Like on stream and people are like, oh my God, I can't believe they're emoting so much. And I go, what? They've been emoting? Because I didn't even notice it, right? Because I was so focused on like my plays. So if there is, if there's something that other people bring up that you're like, oh, that doesn't even bother me, or I don't think about that. I don't focus on that. Um, that could be a good indicator of something that you're doing well, right? That that you uh, want to put as like your base. And then as soon as you start to drift from that, that could be a really good indicator that you are tilted or you're letting you know the emotions of the RNG or something else really get to you. Um, do you have anything like that, Tito? Yeah, I have a couple things. Um, I noticed once, well, one thing I, I did think of is I remember I, I was watching a streamer that I liked and they were clearly tilted. And I mentioned that in, in chat and, and they got super angry about it because they it's like, well, if you're reacting that badly to someone just saying, hey, um, you might be a little tilted. Maybe you should whatever. It's like, yeah, I don't need you to tell me anything like that. I was like, OK, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm like and it was one of those streamers. It's not like a big streamer. It's a streamer that I'm friends with and all that. And eventually they came back and apologized to me because they were like, sorry, I, I mean, I guess I was tilted. But um, for me, I, I I noticed when it's turn three and I'm. I just realized, hey, what is my opponent even playing? What class? Because I didn't notice. Because I'm just, I'm just so kind of like, well, grumble, 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 play, play, play. Wait, okay, so wait, I'm not, I don't even have a plan because I haven't even thought about what my opponent is playing. So that is a pretty good indication. Um, I would say one good thing to do possibly is if you know you get tilted, and you, or everyone gets tilted. Let me let's do, let me correct that. 99.9% .9 of us get tilted. 
I don't think dog gets tilted. But I think everyone else gets tilted. So figure out maybe a break point. Like, you know, you know how you have uh, in a snowplow, you have a shear pin that breaks when things get stuck. Set yourself kind of a shear pin of like, hey, if I lose three in a row, let me just get up and walk and think. Um, or let me look at the last replay. Let me take a minute to look at my last replay and and slowly go through it and say, well, what could I have done differently here? And maybe you'll see like, oh, I'm like making the snap decision here where I probably could have done this. So I recommend, not that I follow this. This is me do as I say, not as I do, I guess. And I need to actually do this a little more often is set a point where, hey, if you lose X number of games in a row, whether it's three, whether it's five, whatever you're comfortable with, stop and say, okay, what's wrong? And it could be just bad variants. It could be just a little losing streak. These things do happen. You can lose five in a row, even if you're playing well, but you're still going to get tilted. So step away, find that sweet spot for you to kind of like, okay, even if I don't notice my symptoms, something's, something's a mess. Something's rotten in the state of Denmark and, and give yourself that opportunity. How about yourself? What do you, what do you, what else do you do? Yeah. Um, so definitely you can try to recognize those kind of things on your own, but also if you do have somebody else that you can lean on to help you recognize those things that can be helpful because sometimes we can, especially when we get angry or we just let those emotions like, you know, control what we're thinking, even if it's, whether it's anger, whether it's like a, a kind of depression, like guilt kind of things, all of those emotions can get out of control really, really quickly. Um, so I, I have another story and, you know, even more recently, I'll say a lot of people will like watch my stream and they're like, wow, you just never like, you know, you, you don't get tilted. And it's like, I do. But for me, I had a very, very impactful moment. Uh, and I, I think this was maybe around the time I was trying to hit legend for the first time or, or somewhere around then, maybe a little bit after, um, because I'd been so focused on, on that goal, right. Of like, I need to hit this and I need to, I need to do well. And like everything hinged on it for me. And I would get so angry at like the losing, I would feel, I, I would take that like personally, right. I would soak it into myself. Like, I'm a terrible person. I, I, this, right? Whatever it was. And I would start to take that outside of the game. And it led to the point where, like, I was just an angry person. I didn't, I don't, you know, people didn't want to be around me. And it got to the point, it was so bad. Like, it, all of this was controlling me so much that it got to the point where my husband was like, you need to either stop playing the game or you have to like change your, your attitude about this because he's like, it's literally affecting our marriage and like our relationship and your relationship with other people. Like it is that bad. And I had not realized that it was that bad or I hadn't realized kind of the, the spiral that it had created right? The tilts in game. And then I'd be angry outside of the game. And then I'd take whatever anger I had outside of the game and I'd bring it into the game. And then it, it just, you know, it was, 
it was like a, a ride that you just couldn't get off, right? It's like a roller coaster that just kept going around and around and around and I couldn't get off until finally somebody else hit the emergency stop button and was like, hey, whoa, like stop, you, you gotta stop. And at that point, just like we were talking about with the goals, right? I had to reassess. I had to reanalyze and say, well, I do really love Hearthstone. I, I want to be good at this game. I want to play. But also, wow, I cannot let a game or these emotions that I'm playing control everything. And also it gets to the point where kind of like you were saying with, you know, pointing out to the streamer and stuff, when, when people start then taking it into other aspects, or if, if you're somebody who is letting something like your opponent top decking, you know, a, a one in 17 in a card game literally affect your entire day, something small like that, what other things are affecting you that you don't even realize? And when I started thinking about stuff like that, I'm like, if I'm letting something like this bother me, what happens when something actually important or actually big happens? I am probably like an out of control monster at that point, you know, and nobody wants to be around me. I'm ruining relationships. I'm potentially ruining like a job or other things like just because I am not controlling how I'm reacting to these situations. And that's what this all comes down to, right? Is sometimes you just have to identify and say, I'm not reacting to this well, or I don't like how I'm reacting to this. So then you have to change it. Um, so for me, that was like the very first big, like recognize, like recognition, I guess, was somebody else pointing it out to me and being like, hey, you have to stop. Um, and then after that, then I, I said, okay, well, obviously this is something that is impacting me a lot. So then I took the approach of, I need to think about my response to anything and everything that happens in the game, right? Whether it was good or bad, because as we've talked about, even the good stuff, right? So if I was winning a lot, like you mentioned, it's a really good example, winning a lot, and then all of a sudden I started losing and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And then it'd be like, well, wait, now if I look at my, my win record though, like I still have like a 70% win rate. That's really good. Why am I upset at like this one loss? And it was because I felt like I deserved to keep winning because I was doing so well. Right. So then it's kind of like, oh, okay. All right. Just stop right there. Like, okay, don't, don't let that get to you. And I also used to be somebody who was very focused on the win rate as well, right? Like after every single game, I would look at my deck tracker and been like, oh, okay, now I'm at a two and two. Okay, you know, next game. Okay, I'm at three and two. Okay, I, I'm winning. I could do this, you know? And then the next game would be like, or, or a couple games later, you know, oh, crap. Well, now I'm three and five. Oh, I just suck at this. Uh, like, hold on. <laughs> like, plus, that's a really small sample size. I know we've talked about that. But literally, I was so focused on the winning or the losing, I didn't even remember the games and how I even got to the winning or losing. Yep. And there's like anxiety tilt there, too. Like, 
Uh, yeah. When you're, was, I, so I know even when I'm playing well and I, I'm like, I'm like, you know, diamond five, diamond four, diamond three, diamond two, two stars. I lost. <sighs> you know, it's, it's like, okay, my momentum, my, like, did I just lose my momentum? I was climbing. It's like, no, it's just one loss. It's variance. It's, it's going to happen. And, and one thing we talked a little bit about, but, um, you, you, tilt just doesn't come from the game. You can bring tilt to the game. So you had a bad, excuse me, you had a bad day at work. You had a fight with your significant other. Traffic was bad. It's hot out. The dog has been barking for a while. Whatever it is, if you have these emotions um, affecting you, that could, if you don't recognize that, you're going to come into the game, you might start losing immediately and then really kind of start to feel tilted even more that. So recognize where you're ready to play. And let's say you, let's say you want to unwind and play Hearthstone, but you also know that you're tilted already. Like you came in, I just, you know, work was, I'm frazzled from work and I want to relax and play some Hearthstone. Maybe play Battlegrounds, maybe play duels, maybe play arena, do something that's Hearthstone related, but not necessarily that if, if you have a goal of hitting legend and you're, you know, you're coming in tilted, don't further exasperate the situation by then losing because you're tilted even if maybe you don't lose but you, you're giving that opportunity to yourself to raise the level of tilt that you're experiencing you're just going to get worse and worse so try to recognize that and um if it maybe if you feel like you really want to do it give it a go but if like you lose a couple games say okay well i'm clearly not in a headspace for this let's move on to something else and there's other things so um yeah. yeah overall there's um there's a lot and it's i we got kind of deep here um you got any final thoughts there don yeah i do um i i think that uh you know you bring up a really good point as well um with like outside factors and i think in terms of trying to actually like break down strategies rather than just like oh i need to identify stuff or you know, have somebody else identify things, you know, sh- focus on where it is that you might be struggling. Like I said, if you come in and you're like, oh, it's been a long day of work and you want to unwind and then you sit down and you play, but you're kind of zoned out, you're tired, maybe you're hungry, you know, you need to like eat something so that your brain can actually have something to, you know, fuel it. Um, I've, I've heard people, and this also goes back and forth right either like the quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad something like adult beverages some people are like oh i play so much better when i'm drunk or i play way worse when i'm drunk well there's a, a reasoning below that for that right if you are somebody who plays better after you've been having drinks try to think about why that is right it's probably because you're like letting loose in a way, right? You like, you're not focused necessarily on the same things. Um, so if you're obviously, if you know, you've been drinking and you play worse, then it's probably because you're not focused like you normally are. Right. But like try to dig deeper into the reasons of like why the thing could be happening and work your way deeper and deeper. Just as we talked about with goals, start breaking it down further and further into like smaller and smaller pieces And then you can start, that will help you recognize what is happening and you'll start to catch it sooner and sooner, right? So then you can actually say, oh, okay, I'm 
I'm getting tilted because I am not handling the bad RNG well. Or I'm getting tilted because I was doing really well with the deck and then all of a sudden I didn't do well. Right. So those those strategies of just kind of breaking it all down, digging deeper into why and then identifying it, uh, that should all really help. And my final, final thought here is it's going to take time, just like goals. It's not an overnight thing. It's going to take time for different people. That's going to mean different lengths of time. For me, it meant years. And it's something that I still focus on and I still work on consistently. I always bowled better between beer two and beer three. It just, it's just how it was. So um, yeah, I can feel that now just keep in mind too, that the two topics we had today are also related. You can get tilted from not hitting your goals or struggling to hit your goals. So keep an eye on Like if, if you are getting tilted because you, like, and, and this happens to me, this ha- like I get tilted when I'm struggling to hit legend. When I, my, when I would really want to be doing is improving my legend. Recognize that. And then adjust because maybe you need to adjust your goals or maybe you need to adjust your approach. So um, they're, they're very intertwined and um, absolutely. And yeah, but Don, this is, this has been a, a deep, deep conversation and I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been very interesting and uh, I love, I love the chat about it, but I'm kind of full. I think there's a little bit room for dessert though. What do you think? Yeah, let's let's get into something more sweet now after the the heaviness. Dear listener, it's been a while since we've had a review. We'd love to hear from you. It helps other people find the show and we want people to find the show. We want to talk to everybody. Like you that last segment and actually both segments, I'm sure a couple times you were nodding your head saying, "Yep, yep. Yep, that's me." Yep, I hear I that I, I see myself right there. And and if we can help out anybody, you know, we just had uh Doc's brother on last week, uh, who's just starting out in Hearthstone. And if if we can f- help anybody, you know, you can help them find you can help them find us. And and that helps you, that helps me, that helps everybody. So I, yeah, I know it's a little bit of a hassle trying to find that, but um if you can leave us a review in your podcast uh catcher of choice i think i think itunes is like the gold standard but it's kind of a pain in the butt to get to so uh we'd appreciate it now we covered the topic of uh setting goals which is something we covered in episode one i thought given that we were almost at a year it was a good idea there's only so many topics we're going to be able to cover as an educational podcast where we're trying to improve our game. There's a lot of redundancy. There's a lot of overlap. And we're going to have people on talking about Hunter again. We're going to have people here. We're probably, I'm sure we're going to talk about Tilt again in like two years because nobody's going to go through the entire back catalog to re-listen to things. And we may have different expectations or different ideas or different... Um, points of view on some of these in a year later. So we will have, you know, some repeat repeat topics. Um, If you have something that even if we've talked about, you'd like us to revisit, let us know. You can let us know on Twitter. You can let us know on email. You can email us at breadandbutterhs at gmail.com. But, um, you know, some things are going to come back around again and I hope you guys appreciate it. And if there's anything that we talk about too much, let us know too. I don't think I don't think we revisit anything too much. We except for deck building. I know we've had quite a few episodes on deck building, but I I, I don't think we can get enough episodes. I think if we had an episode a week on deck building, um, th- there's there's room for that there. So, um, Don, 
Um, what we've already talked about your breakfast. We, I, I believe we've talked about your favorite dessert. So what is your go-to style of music for either getting ready to maybe work out or do something physical or even just do something mental? Like what, what music pumps you up? Uh, so this is a very good question. And I thought a lot about this earlier after you shared the, uh, the show notes with me. And I think ultimately it came down to, I, I don't want to say like it varies, but it, it can, what the, Style of music that I really use for getting ready is something, some kind of music that is going to make me feel something. How's that? Like for sometimes that means I am, I've been struggling. Maybe I've been upset. And, you know, sometimes that means like, I just need a really like sad song that I could just like belt that I could just be like, you know, get my emotions out with the singing Sometimes that means I need something fun and just upbeat and like goofy that like, you know, maybe I don't necessarily sing all the words because I'm trying to do my makeup and I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't really like sing and dance along while I'm trying to do my makeup. That doesn't really work. Uh, so for me, it's very like related to my kind of a uh, emotional state or the emotional state that I'm trying to get myself into. Fair enough. Um, my choice, if I'm going to start running, I like pull me under by uh, Dragon Force or um, yeah, I think it's Dragon Force. Uh, I like it because it has a nice slow, steady beat that kind of picks up and kind of crescendos. It kind of it feels like a nice easing into an exercise. So um, there's that. Listener, I know I was just talking to you a minute ago. I'm going to talk to you one more time. Um, we're looking to occasionally maybe bring on, um, we, we've, we've had some amazing guests. Like I said, we, I always say we punch above our weight. Like we have some, some excellent, 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 well-spoken guests on all kinds of different topics. One thing I would like to do is I'd like to start bringing on some smaller content creators or pros or, or, or Carstone players that maybe aren't as well known that maybe you like to watch that maybe only have a, a small amount of viewership and, and they, they're not well-known. Not that we're going to give them the, a big bump, but hopefully we can expose them and, and, and get, get some traction and get some more people into the streams. I can t tell you, um, Smarms was a smaller streamer and she got on bread. Uh, she got on, um, Blizzlet and things have just gone out of control from there for her. So, um, I, I think just having someone new on and, and maybe uh, getting them a little extra exposure could be fun. So if you have somebody that you'd like to suggest, um, let us know and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, Dragon Rider, where can people find you on the interwebs? Yeah, uh, I am in a lot of different places. Uh, if you're interested in Twitter, you can find me there at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. You can find me both on Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG or DragonRiderTCCG.com for uh, my website. Where you can find a bunch of stuff. And uh, Tito mentioned this earlier, but uh, I also do several podcasts uh, every week. You can hear me on the Doctor 3 HS podcast. We focus on standard Hearthstone and like climbing the ranked ladder. Uh, and also every week on my YouTube channel. And I'm getting caught up on getting the audio versions out for those. Uh, but the TCCG Roundtable, uh, we go over a bunch of different news, 
competitive tournaments that are happening and an in-depth topic like we did uh, on this episode, um, but for card games as a whole. So we cover, you know, potentially up to like 10, 12 different card games, sometimes all in a single episode of, of a TCCG Roundtable. So if you're interested in a bunch of card games, then check that one out. And you um, do that one with Ron Mexico, who has never started an adult uh, movie. Um, you can also find yes. Doc McButt on Twitter and Twitch at Doc McButt. Um, he, well, I, I should say Twitter. He he says he streams, but I'll believe it when I see it again. Um, you can find me at Tito Santana HS on both Twitter and Twitch. Uh, Don, do you have any shout outs this week? Yes, of course, of course. Uh, first shout out definitely has to go to, you know, both of you. I know Doc wasn't able to be here today, but, uh, you know, I, I always love being able to get on the show with both of you, talk about these uh, in-depth topics. And yeah, as we're kind of moving, I think this is probably the segment that kind of transcends like the basics, the basic building block into more like intermediate, advanced kind of topics. Uh, so it's a good like segment, you know, segue segment, I guess. Let's try saying that five times fast. Uh, ain't going to be me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I always love coming on here and talking about these things. You know, I mentioned earlier, I love the casting. I love digging into these things um, more in depth like this. And sometimes I don't feel like I really get the chance to do that when I'm just like live streaming and playing. So uh, I absolutely love doing this repeatedly. So thank you to you guys for having me on. And he also mentioned, um, you know, my Ron Mexico host for TCCG Roundtable. But I got to give a special shout out to uh, Alkaline Cat and Send Me Your Arms or Smarms uh, over at the Doctor 3 podcast because, man, I feel like the last couple of months, like I have been dealing with so many health issues and um they have just been so flexible and so understanding through all of that. So sometimes I don't get to record with them or you know, we kind of switch things around in terms of when we're recording or who's editing and they have been very flexible. So huge shout out to them for that. And I believe it's either Smarms, send me your arms or send me your arms. No, literally cut them off and send them to me. I believe those are her three names. Um, Correct. And today I'm just going to shout out the listeners all you out there because there's more of you and I, I like I said we've been doing this for about a year now and it's it's great to have you know you, you find some loyal fans that fans might be the wrong word but you find some loyal listeners that stick by you when you're not as good at doing this this thing and you're improving in fact like we just figured out some audio issues uh, a few weeks ago and and hopefully all the the we now sound more like a real podcast and I've had folks that I've been on the show or that I've potentially been trying to get on the show that says, Oh, I listened to the last episode. It sounds really professional and, and you guys seem like, you know what you're doing and, and it's a lot of fun. And the fact that we're getting feedback like that and seeing the numbers increase is, is important because we're not doing this to become, you know, we're not doing this for the money. We're not doing this for the fame, you know, dozens there are dozens of you out there listening to us and we appreciate it but you know the more the more people we can reach the the, the fun the more fun it is because you're you're building up that community you're building up that um connection and and that's what this is really all about this is talking to people even if you're not talking back and and hopefully we hear from you and hopefully you love it but um anyway i think we're toast we'll see you
Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light. <laughs>